Hey! This show is recommended for folks 18 and older. It contains foul language and frank depictions of sex and sexuality. Thanks for tuning in to The Broads and the Bees. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome back to The Broads and the Bees, the show where we just talk about sex and stuff. (laughs) We, yep, then that's what we do here, huh? And that's pretty much all we do here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm Morgan Spatola. I'm Joy Sass. And today we're talking about circumcision. Mm. This is our first penis-centric episode that we've ever had. That's really true. That yeah. is. Like, and, it's all about the penis. And we plan to have more, but it's like, we don't have penises, so that's not today. not today. <laughs> um, and I'm not planning on getting one, so, <laughs> like, you know, so we kind of don't really focus on that much, but we're going to do it today um, for the sake of education. And, um, yeah, we're talking all about circumcision and what the deal is, and then we're trying a very... Horrible, oh, but oh also gosh. super unique. It's a very unique sex <laughs> toy. Oh, I can't. I have no words. It's and, a podcast, and I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, and then we'll we'll you know pick a sex position out of the the good old sex deck to talk about, and um, hopefully it's like a penetration heavy one because we're talking about dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do it. <laughs> So circumcision, and I feel like, I feel silly, like, I feel like whenever we talk about stuff, I always, like, have us define it first, and Mm -hmm. it feels patently silly to be defining circumcision, but I'm just going to do it, because what if someone doesn't know, what if someone doesn't know what it is? We have listeners throughout the world. Right. A lot of people may not know. Right. Yeah. So circumcision is, you know, when a person with a penis is born, there is a foreskin, it's a protective skin around the penis that can slide back, and circumcision is just the process of removing that foreskin, and a lot of people get the foreskin removed for for uh i mean i think it started as religious reasons and now it's just kind of a cultural thing in some countries um especially in the u.s it's a cultural thing and i think um in my brief research of how common it is because that's not really what i was looking at for this episode um the u.s is like more heavy on circumcision than other countries in the world um which is kind of interesting so i do want to bring up that you know Joy and I are Jewish, and so Judaism has a certain look at circumcision, and that is that to circumcise your young baby boy that has just been born is to uh, uphold a covenant with God, and it symbolizes the covenant of the Jewish people with God. And so, and I know, and you converted, and so you might have different opinions and stuff, but like, I grew up Jewish, and so like, circumcision has never been a question in my mind. Um, I am pro circumcision and, um, and I'm just going to say that. And I know that there's controversies around that, but like, it's never been a question in my mind. And I do recognize that that is because of how I was brought up. So like, I'll just straight up say it like, but I think that I've had the opportunity to think pretty critically about circumcision. And I think that if I had a child uh, with a penis, they would be circumcised. And I, that's just like, 
the way it's going to go for me. So I don't know. This is what I've decided. So I do have my ex-husband and I, like we did the whole thing. His bris, it's called a bris. Mm -hmm. Um, And the bris, my second son's was at my uncle's house Mm -hmm. um, with the pediatrician there. And and the first one, though, was at our synagogue and um, the whole community was there because we tried to run. <laughs> We're what? like, not my baby. And I was like, you're not cutting my kid. <laughs> and I, I had to really sit with this being part of this community. Okay. And um, so it wasn't it wasn't an easy. Yes, I'm Jewish now. And this is going to be easy to do. Right. Like anytime. I, I know like it like my heart is tender thinking about it. I cause my kid pain. Yeah. My little baby pain. And yeah. my little baby now is 25. And um and the second one, the pediatrician, also Jewish, also a moyle. A moyle is a technical name for the person who does a circumcision. Mm-hmm. And I only picked moyles that were actual pediatricians. Right. I was not gonna pick some moyle from some shul. Like, no, it yeah, was that's not happening. Like, no, no, no. That's um, weird to me. <laughs> but that pediatrician was like, it's painful enough. I'm not going to cause more pain. So he gave him um, an anesthetic, like a small oh, one. Oh, good. So he didn't really feel the pain except for the prick of the the needle. Right. Um, and so, but I really sit with it because it is so normal in American culture to have a penis that is circumcised mm-hmm. and doing it as an adult, like, is crazy sauce. So men who convert, who have or who are uncircumcised, who go want to go full in, I'm just like, you're baller. They're expected to get circumcised. And doing it as a little baby is completely different than Mm -hmm. doing it as a full-grown adult because it's a lot more risky for adults. It is. And even if you are circumcised as a male and you convert, they still prick your penis Mm -hmm. to draw one drop of blood. Yes. So it's no joke. Yeah. And I know, and it's so controversial, and I know people will have so many strong opinions about it, but... Listen to us and hear our perspectives because it's just our perspectives, but it is a conversation to have because we do have, just like the vagina, we have an opinion about the cleanliness of the penis. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the circumcision comes from. Right. Absolutely. So I do want to also note that like it, circumcision is even controversial in Judaism. Mm -hmm. And because like back in the day, the procedure um, was really unhygienic because like it's, they didn't do things clean like nobody did you know they didn't know what germs were until a certain time in 1902 or something crazy you know but like um it was really unhygienic and it spread a lot of disease doing circumcision and so it was actually really i don't know controversial in judaism like even dating back to like the you know 14 1500s things like that and and it's still debated Mm -hmm. in judaism today and there's a lot of uh, I guess like reform and reconstructionist Jews is what those what those schools of thought are um, that say like we don't think that you need to be circumcised like it's not necessary. There's other things that you can do to to honor that covenant with God, and so you know you don't need to do it. Um, so I just think that that's interesting that like even in Judaism, the people that are like, circumcise your children, like there are a lot of people in Judaism that are like, actually no. It does change the way a man has pleasure right. having a circumcision. So I think the Jewish the thing about Jewish community to me is that when something's really brought up, it is explored. Right. Absolutely. It's not just we've always done it, so we're just right. going to do it because there's, there's so many different branches. Right. I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. And so I guess I'll launch into what the disadvantages are first <laughs> because I was going to start with the benefits, but, um, but that's... 
a legitimate criticism is when you talk about male circumcision, you know, so people that are critics often refer to it just as general genital mutilation. And, mm-hmm. and you hear about female genital mutilation and everyone's like, oh, it's so barbaric. But then you're sitting around circumcising your, your penises, too. When it comes to female um, circumcision, I guess um, it is it's a removal of the pleasure center there. And when it comes to uh, male circumcision, they it is said so there's a lot of nerve endings in the foreskin and it is said that removing that foreskin does remove the ability for the the penis havers to have more pleasure later in life now from what i researched there's not a lot of evidence to actually support that but i still think it's a valid criticism because like pleasure is subjective Mm -hmm. and so I don't know. I think it's a valid criticism that like there's nerve endings on the foreskin, which means that you're removing a pleasure center from that person's body and you're removing their ability to possibly have that pleasure later on. Um, So I think that's a legitimate criticism. I I really do. I think it's legitimate as well, because who are we doing the research on? Do you know what I'm saying? So like when we're saying that there's no research to support it. So are you looking at men who are getting their foreskin removed at 40? Right. No. Like most children, most babies are getting their foreskin removed at a very early infancy, like at birth. A few days old. A few days old. Yeah. So they grow up not having that pleasure center. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I don't know, except for one writer that I know of who had his foreskin removed when he converted to Judaism. Uh-huh. That's the only person I've ever heard of yeah. as an adult. Yeah. Some people say it's unnecessary just in general, like it's an unnecessary medical procedure. And then another thing, and this one does weigh on me is that it occurs when the person is too young and without informed consent. Mm-hmm. So you're operating on this person's genitals before they are able to consent to that, you know? And so that's, I mean, that does, definitely weigh on me like as a person who is you know obviously pro-consent as a Mm -hmm. feminist i believe in everyone's bodily autonomy and yet then i'm gonna turn around and and promote this other thing too it's something that i think i have to grapple with you know so and i um, do as well i mean i did it and i yeah i don't know if i would have done it different i didn't know to do it different Mm -hmm. i didn't know to like advocate in a different way right but I mean, my children and I have talked about it, but Mm. I do have guilt. Like, just you even saying it now, my heart gets tender. And I'm just like, wow, like, I hurt my kids. Right. Because society said that it was okay to do. Right. Absolutely. A lot of opponents also argue that there are potential post-operative complications. But I don't think that that's necessarily, and this is what I couldn't really find information on, like, is that for newborns or is that for grown adults because yes there's complications for adults that do it but for newborns it's a relatively simple procedure and i i haven't really i mean obviously there's a risk of infection whenever you're cutting skin like duh but like that's not really it's not necessarily considered like a totally risky procedure for newborn babies so i don't so that's what i didn't really understand what this was saying but i don't know if you have thoughts about that i I think that any time you're making a cut on something so small or being so small there are risk factors yeah i have not heard of in my and i'm sure it's out there so if it's out there let us know but I, i have not heard of anyone having severe risk factors as a child Unless the moil is just a moil. Mm-hmm. Like if like, um, and I also think like, cause we did not do it in a hospital setting, 
Um, so it wasn't like a shop and go, like you just like cut and go <laughs> to the next person. I know that sounds horrible, but it's yeah. kind of like a, a like a factory kind of system. Yeah. Um, in hospitals. Um, so there was something around it and um and a lot of times they remove the baby from the parents to do it mm-hmm. in the hospital. So we were there and we saw and I was like Mama Hawk. And so it was a different environment. But I do know for some adults, there are complications. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so after saying all that stuff, <laughs> what are the benefits? So aside, religion aside, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just like people's beliefs. Like it's a, it's a total construct. Like who right. fucking cares about that? But there's like actual benefits and um, of of removing the foreskin, and it really just become it's really just from like a cleanliness issue, mm-hmm. and and I don't and I feel like whenever I say that, it comes off as judgmental, and that's not at all what I mean. Like it literally is a cleanliness issue because if you have an intact foreskin, you need to clean under it, basically. It will trap bacteria if you mm-hmm. don't clean um, inside the foreskin, and that's not to say that people who have foreskins don't. Right. But I've known some that haven't. I've got horror stories actually. Yeah. Um, that not to get too deep into it, but I've known people that have had intact foreskins that have gotten infections, really serious <laughs> infections, because yeah. they weren't taking proper care of themselves. So that's that's an issue, and you can also pass on bacteria as well if it's you know not clean. You know you can have you know STIs and things like that. And I, I really I do sit with an uncomfortableness of talking about cleanliness when it comes I to genitals too. because like yeah. I don't want to imply that people's genitals are unclean, but it does sometimes become an issue like that. So I think I wonder if like clean as a as opposed to um sanitary. Yeah. I um, like because yeah. because my partner is uncircumcised mm-hmm. and he is the first human I've been with that is uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. And I did not know because <laughs> the first time we had sex, all the things were in place, condoms and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then um we were done and cleaning up and I saw, oh <laughs> But we'll get into the benefit of it in a little bit. But I have had BV three times. And not because he's not a clean human, mm-hmm. but we'll go work out and like be in the throes of it. And then like, but he's he's trapped bacteria from working out mm-hmm. into the foreskin. Mm-hmm. So now we have like, you know, you need to take a shower before because I've had it like so a few times. Yeah. Um, and it's not because the person's dirty, but because the foreskin does trap bacteria, we just have to be cognizant of that and be aware of it. So there's ways to work around it. But a lot of times if you're like your partner's been out all day at work and you're just like, let's get it on. You're going to have to stop for a minute so that they can cleanse their foreskin. It kind of reminds me of like the appendix. <laughs> like we have an append. Everyone's born with an appendix, but it doesn't really do anything. Except it does trap bacteria sometimes. And then you get appendicitis because it's been sitting there trapping bacteria. That doesn't mean that you're a nasty person or that you're dirty or that you didn't keep your intestines clean enough. It just means that you have this little thing in your body that just is really, like, susceptible to trapping bacteria. And then you can get infections. And, like... That's just kind of what it reminds me of is like, it's not like there's nothing wrong there. It is just a part of your body that is susceptible to trapping bacteria. And that's just something that you have to think about really. And and that people that are circumcised don't have to think about. So, and that's really, that's pretty much the only like talking point for it. You know, that's like the only like benefit quote unquote, because like. Of getting circumcised. Of getting circumcised. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty much it. 
I do. Like, that's think- like the reason, you know. So. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So that's yeah. that's all I got about that. Oh, and then I just also um I just read a statement to um in 2012 the American Academy of Pediatrics um released a report and a policy statement about infant circumcision um stating that the preventative health benefits of elective circumcision of male newborns outweigh the risks of the procedure. Although the health benefits are not great enough to recommend routine circumcision and parents ultimately should decide whether circumcision is in the best interest of their male child. So basically just saying that like, like it's not like the, the preventative measures outweigh the risks of doing it, but it's not as like, it's not like, you know, like they're not going to sit there and recommend that everyone gets their appendix removed when they're born just because it might get infected someday. Right. Just same thing. They're not going to sit there and, and recommend that everyone get their foreskin removed when they're born or whatever. However, if you do it, then all right, it's whatevs. Do you want to go into any more deets? <laughs> yes. Give us those dirty, dirty yeah. deets about your, yes. your sex life. It is um. probably, <laughs> I, I would have never, I mean, seriously, I probably, if I, I was so biased against people who are uncircumcised that if I had known that my partner was uncircumcised before we had sex in the dark, I probably would be like, yeah, we can be friends. I don't uh-huh. know how I feel about that. That's so funny because I, I feel like I've always been the opposite of just like, I don't really give a shit, but like, yeah, I, I know what I'm going to do if my baby is a boy. Like, I know what's going to happen. But yeah. if I had a partner, like, I just wouldn't really care. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah. cared until like we started having sex. And yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, the best sex ever. Okay. And then when we, like, all were safe to not have sex with condoms because he has a vasectomy, I'm through menopause, and, you know, we had to make sure it was all safe on everyone's end. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm like, that that foreskin does something for the vagina as well. So why do you think it's different? Um, because it, it is like, I think of Pringles, or like our lace, whatever that what? potato chip is that has ridges. Oh my God. <laughs> It's like, it. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like that when the foreskin is being pulled back during the penetration, the, the friction part of it, yeah. you feel that on your, um, in the vaginal walls. Huh. It's awesome. Okay. Like, I am so pro uncircumcised humans now. I'm like, I'm like, like, if he and I don't make it, I'm be like, uh, are you circumcised? And, you know, um, but I, it, it is different. And th- my partner's response sexually is different. Uh-huh. Um, like we do have to be, cause you know, I had BV a couple of times and so I don't want BV. So we need to take care of that part of it, but it's no more unclean or dirty than my vagina. Right. It just has to be cared for differently. I just don't think, and, and that's like, like you say, you've gotten BV or whatever. Like, I don't really think that's a big deal. Mm-mm. You know, like Mm-mm. I think that people need to get over that also. Yeah, you know, it's because so like, it's so treatable. Yeah, exactly. Like getting an STI, like most, I mean, even like quote unquote more serious ones, like STIs are treatable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you just get a treatment plan and then you're, you're, you live your life, you know? Right. So I don't really even think that that's like that big of a deal. Um, obviously it's uncomfortable and if you can avoid it, that would be great. But if it happens, it happens. I don't think that that's anyone's like fault, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, well, cool. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's, and I, and it's really changed my perspective because this human is, um, like, uh, his, their family's from Finland. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, he's Finnish. And 
And he just said, he goes, well, I'm none of these religions that say to do this. So why would my, he was like, my family are pagans. Like, why, why would we cut ourselves? Yeah. And I'm like, that's an interesting perspective. Like, that, like someone has that perspective that yeah. is just healthy, natural, and normal. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So. Right on. Well, cool. <laughs> So, because I don't have a partner that is uncircumcised, we found a very special sex toy. (laughs) Do you think special is the right word? Like, seriously. We, I think we found a sex toy. We found a sex toy uh, with which to, I don't know, simulate the uncircumcised uh, experience. So... (laughs) So we went ahead and reviewed, at my behest, the Pipe Dream Kingcock Uncut. And this is a dildo that has a foreskin that is retractable. And I... It needs more lube. It's... I have it right uh, here. um, And I'm going to make it make squelchy noises. So if you don't like squelchy noises, then I'll warn you when they're starting. And you can, uh, you know, sort of move past that part in the recording. Um, so basically the way this is, is a, just like a regular old dildo. And then it has, um, another layer on top of it that is a foreskin. It's like Um, a sleeve. It's like a sleeve on top. Yeah. And you need to lubricate the foreskin. I assume that this isn't like true to life. No. You don't actually lubricate. No. Okay. So (laughs) can you imagine? (laughs) So you lubricate the foreskin and then it slides it does not do and why won't it slide oh my god (laughs) there it goes it slides back and forth with ease so i'm just gonna just real quick for the microphone (laughs) okay i'm sorry that i just did that um (laughs) yeah i hate this product no i hate it so much it is the worst i think out of all the like the lowest score in the history of my lowest scores it has like little on the sleeve it has like little um imprints of veins so you you have this veiny kind of thing going on but it like let's just do it because i i was like no this is horrible so it looks like a. It looks like a pig in a blanket. <laughs> like a little hot dog wrapped in a pancake. That's what it looks like, and it doesn't. I mean, it. Okay, so if if like if the person, so it usually it. <laughs> It, it You're goes, using so much force to slide it down. So this is what usually what you'll get once the penis gets erect. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. You're going to get this. Right. This is what you're going to get. Okay. You're not going to get... So she's got just like just the head and the frenulum are out. Yes. And that's really what's going to kind of come out. But then once penetration starts, then it starts to move back and like it'll go back and forth. But it's... I think I used this dildo wrong. I... I, I then I used my wrong. No, you didn't use it wrong. It's horrible. Okay, like, there was no using it wrong. It's just the worst thing ever. So, um. <laughs> all right. So first impressions. I think the concept of a dildo with a foreskin is a cool concept. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. 
when you take it out of the package, and even right now, and I've washed it like three times, it smells like a pool noodle. Mm-hmm. It is made from PVC. We don't like that. No. No PVC in the vagina. <laughs> and I washed it when I took it out of the package. And after I washed it, it was tacky mm-hmm. to the touch, which is not okay at all. Like, it's nothing that's gross. Like, it's, it's tacky. Gross. Like, I don't like touching it. Um, and it's hard to wash because it's got these two layers, essentially. And you kind of have to, like, pull them apart. And then to dry it, you have to pull them apart. And then you need to, like, lubricate the whole thing to put it back together again. It's just like a whole ordeal so i was not very jazzed about it for my first impressions what about you um the same thing um i did not like that it was hard to get the sleeve off so if you're not a diligent cleaner you are setting yourself up for an infection Mm -hmm. because um it it's you like you have to peel it all the way off it gets tacky so it has to just um which they should dry air dry anyway but if you have a pet that has fur then you are putting that fur because it just it everything attracts to it and then you have to use more lube and the lube lube they put in it is pretty horrible oh yeah and then you're because the it's pvc like i don't even know what kind of lube would work so i just use water-based yeah um it's it's not good okay it's just not good yeah so for design so for design, I actually rated it pretty high, and I honestly should not have. Um, I gave it a 10 because I think it's a cool idea. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really support this idea. The execution was not great. So I, I did give it probably too high of a score with that 10, but that's what it got for me was a 10. I gave mine an 8, so I gave it a high score too. Okay. Um, and I liked that it was the detachable um, foreskin piece of it. Um, I like the idea too. I think that like, like if you want to explore that, that's a good way to explore it if it had been quality. If it had been a way, like more instructions on how to use it, like mm-hmm. if you, because it just, I don't know what its purpose was yeah. other than to explore something, but it does it in such a cheap way. And I, I'm sorry, Pipe Dream, but it, it's a cheap toy. Oh, like yeah. it's not a good toy. No. And um, so I like the idea of it. And I also like the suction, suction cup so you can yeah. straddle it as mm-hmm. well and get a different sensation. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't like, I did not like it. Mm-mm. Not the design at all. Yeah. Um, okay, user friendliness. Um, for me, it got an eight because it's a pain in the ass to clean is really my only thing. Um, to use it, you need to lubricate the foreskin, obviously, so that the pieces of rubber can slide against each other. That's not very hard to do. It comes with this questionable lube that has like a long applicator tip, but it's like a one-time use thing. I have demoed this toy for people at the shop like and I've never used that thing I usually just grab a random lube bottle and I pull the foreskin apart and I just drip a few drops in and that's it and it's soup so it's not hard to like get it going it's just hard to clean it um so that's why it wasn't a full tent um I gave it a two only because my vagina is very sensitive so I had to put a condom on it I could not use it in the way it's intended to be used because if it's not intended to be used without a condom, then it's pretty much a useless toy. Yeah. So I don't think it's meant to be used with a condom. Right. So that's a good point. And you um, think about that because yeah. I also had to put a condom on it, which yeah. I think did kind of ruin the whole situation, yeah, honestly. Because you don't get the real sensation. Yeah. And I, yeah. And then also like look, having a partner with it, like it's further, it's almost looks like you are circumcised. 
Yeah. So the foreskin should pretty much be covering all except the very top tip. And mm-hmm. then that's when the friction happens where the, the foreskin gets pulled back mm-hmm. through the penetration of friction of back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so I did not, and it hurt. Like it, it's oh, yeah. like really, it's like, it's thick. It's like, what would you say? Two inches, three inches around? Probably two. Two inches around. Yeah. And, um, Maybe and three, like, yeah, and then right. it, and and it's just like trying to like I was had a condom on I'm trying to get in so the lubrication so everything it was meant to do I could not do because I had to use a condom so yeah. it was just like stupid to me yeah absolutely um accessibility I guess gets a nine I don't really know where I was at with these scores but it's fine because it, it drops yeah. down later but it's a nine because like if you have accessibility issues like it's not mm-hmm. it's just a dildo I mean yeah. it's not like hard it's not like there's buttons to push while you're using it like once you're using it like you just put it in and that's it and and then you use it so as far as accessibility i thought it was fine yeah um accessibility i gave it a three um for me it was way too thick like i had said and then also when i'm like trying to put it in because i had to use a condom and then i had to use extra lube like it just it became work yeah it really wasn't like i could put it in and it was easily going in it didn't like so it was accessible but not it, it required a little more work than I thought it should. Okay, cool. And then fun factor, I gave it an eight because again, it's a cool idea. I think in theory, this gets an eight. I think in real life, it would get a one. But um, I gave it an eight, I guess, in theory. And honestly, once you do have it like sufficiently lubed, it's kind of fun to just like jack it off. Mm-hmm. I just, it's like a, like a cool, like thing to fiddle with so but it's other than that it's pretty terrible yeah i gave it a zero okay that's i think that's fair (laughs) material gets a one from me Uh, yeah you you deigned to give it a zero so um for me yeah that's again pvc it smells even right now like it's i can smell it it smells fucking terrible and i've washed it how many times now and i can't get rid of that smell so don't like that um texture literally tacky mm-hmm. um and it's really firm and i'm actually gonna drop mine down to a one because i gave it a three i don't know why it should be a one yeah i gave it a one only because i like the fact that it had the veins on it mm-hmm. i liked that fact, like like touching just that part but right. touching it all together was like repulsive yeah. like it's just like you want to pull back and touch your shirt or yeah. something to get that yeah. feeling off. and it's too firm mm-hmm. you it's know and i don't firm. like that no at give. all sensation quality none because i had to use a condom and i had to use like yeah there was no sensation quality for me whatsoever yeah so mine was a one um i felt like i was stabbing myself <laughs> with a piece of rubber it's not flexible no it's not it's firm it's just like a like a hard mm-hmm. pointy thing and it just didn't feel good at all. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing good about it. So yeah. I really didn't like that. Um, versatility. I, I I don't want to use it for anything else. Like it it did not do the job it's intended to do, whatever that job is. Um, it so and I don't feel that the foreskin the foreskin cover was retracting at all. So it didn't really do what it needed to do. So I didn't feel like it was versatile, and I would not use it for anything else. Um, I ended up giving it an eight, which might, again, it might not be fair. I don't think that this is something that's intended for penetration. Hmm. I, I don't know. I just don't think it is because I mean, obviously I think that the seller might tell you that it is, but I tried it and it didn't work. Hmm. I think that this is something that you could use, um, as 
I don't know, like if you wanted to, if you had like a fetish mm-hmm. happening um, and you didn't have access to an uncircumcised dick, um, I think it's something that if you um, wanted to do like a jerk off instruction session, which is basically, it's something that a lot of cam girls do, but like, I suppose you could do it without mm-hmm. paying someone to do it. <laughs> but it's basically where they just explain how they want the person to jerk off. And they usually use a dildo to explain right. that. And again, this is a fun thing to jerk off because the skin slides. Um, I think that it could be used like if somebody, you know, wanted to know what it might be like if they had an uncircumcised penis, like a person who doesn't have a penis and they wanted one that would look like what they would have. Mm-hmm. This could be for that. Um, again, it's not. But I think those it's are not, like, good. for practical use, but I don't know. Well, if you're, if you're, that's a practical use. If you're in that, if you're a cam girl and you're trying to like, you know, have that fantasy with someone. Yeah. So I think that's a practical use. That's and I, I absolutely agree with you. My brain just did not go there. Yeah. But I think that that's a really good way to possibly use it. That's fair. Okay. Um, Travel friendly. It's a one. Yeah. I gave it a zero. Like, I, why would I take it anywhere? If I packed it in my bag, everything would smell like it. Yeah. And if I <laughs> packed it in my bag, I would like, just why did I pack it in my bag? Yeah. <laughs> Um, cost for me, it gets a five. Um, cause it's not, it's, it was $30. It's not super expensive, but on the other hand that I just think that you could get something better for $30. So, um, so I gave it a five. Yeah. And I gave it a one because okay. it is $30 and it is worth like two cents. Yeah. Like it's really, really like when we say it's a bad toy, like I'm serious, like go get one. If you feel like you need to get one, it'll be listed, but no, yeah. this is not a good toy. And I just, the cost, $30. For $30, you could get a really good toy mm-hmm. that will not give you an infection. Right. You don't have to like double rubber it up because you might get an infection <laughs> from the stupid thing. Like it's you not- You have to like work really yeah. hard to clean it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was it was not, it was a high maintenance toy, not yeah. worth the high maintenance. Right. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. So all together, uh, lowest score I've ever given was a 5.2. <laughs> Mine was a 1.5. <laughs> that is, that's because you deigned to give zeros. I was like, zero. I wasn't bold enough. <laughs> Don't buy this thing. It's a terrible thing. It's too stiff. Mm-hmm. Putting the condom on ruined it. Um, it was hard to clean. Um, if you want to do get something with that like slidey skin, um, I would recommend the Love Large from Evolved, um, yes. which... My only thing is I wish they made one that was, like, love smaller. Because <laughs> yeah. the love large is 9.5 inches long. Yeah. But. If you could see my face right now, I'm wincing. It's real big. <laughs> but what's really cool about it is it's got that dual density action and it has a slidey skin. So when you, like, you know, jerk it off, you can feel the skin mm-hmm. sliding and it's not, it's all one piece. It's not something where you have to remove it like this foreskin. And so you could get that that sensation of the skin sliding while you're mm-hmm. using it without, like, problems. Right. Um, so that's what I would recommend. And I did find the Love Large online for $35. Right so on. I think that you could be really happy with that. And you get a five-year warranty on that toy because Evolved is awesome. Yeah. Evolved's um, one of the best companies out there, I think. Yep. So that is the terrible... Terrible dildo. Mm-hmm. I hate this thing. I, I I I don't know what to do with mine. Same. I don't know if I should just like. I don't know what to do because if I burn it, I'm polluting the environment. <laughs> so I don't know what to do with it. No, you're just stuck with it. Yeah. Maybe it could be like my my um fidget. <laughs> just like yeah, I know, it like a God, fidget spinner. I know, I know. I don't really like ugh, the worst. God. Okay. 
exposition of the day. Mm-hmm. Sex exposition of the week, I suppose. Or the day. like we could Or the day. day. Like I know, the- but we won't be talking to them until next week, so. But you have to do this every day for the next week. Every day. No matter what else you want to do. Don't go to work. Do this exposition. <laughs> so we've got the position of the day playing card deck. And Joy, if you will. Do- oh, don't. Unless you want to pick those ones. I dropped them. But you pick whatever you want. I go with what feels right. And this one. Feel- oh. What have whoa, we got? Like this. Okay. Um, it's called the, I don't know, the starting block. Does that say starting block? Starting block. Okay. So it looks like it does, like because of the way the two people are. Okay. I don't have my bifocals on. Okay. So (laughs) Morgan, you get to do this because I'm like, it looks like blurry. (laughs) Okay. So we were hoping for a penetration heavy uh, position and this definitely is. This also seems difficult. I'm going to give this one an advanced rating. Um, So the penetrating partner is on a chair doing kind of a plank position, I would Mm -hmm. say. So like they're, they're, they're laying against a chair, their butts on the chair, but they have to like keep everything at a nice straight diagonal. Mm -hmm. The person that is being penetrated then crouches over the zone uh, and puts their feet on either side of the, the person on the chair and holds their hands to the person on the chair as though you were about to jump off of the chair and dive into the floor, but instead you're getting dicked down. Yeah. You think that's a good <laughs> description? I can't see, but I, I do, but I understand why it's called the starting block. It looks like the penetrated the person that is being penetrated is about to jump, jump off, off the chair. Right. So but yeah, so it 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 definitely is not something that I would choose to do. No. It looks way too complicated. Um, it looks like you have to be in a certain level of athletic state. Athletic, like, I don't know what's the word, but. how I don't even know how you thrust with this. I think you, I, but maybe that bottoms up because it goes down, up and down, up and down. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh my God, that sounds so hard. It sounds hard and really complicated and like unnecessarily ca- calories being burned. Like, no. I mean, try it. I'm not telling you not to try it. Try it if that works. And um, But it's not more... You would need to have extreme core strength. Both yeah. partners would need extreme core strength in order to do this. I don't even know if I explained it right, honestly, because I don't even know how to explain it. So maybe yogis can do this one. Yogis and People that are into acro yoga, this is definitely for you. <laughs> definitely. Yes. But, you know, we can, we could say to just um, adapt it a little bit, just put your legs down and lean forward a little bit. And then you're still getting like a level of interesting friction, but your feet are now down on the floor. That's true. And the partner can stay there and just like relax back into the chair. So you can adapt it a little bit. You know what it looks like? It looks like reverse cowgirl. Yes. At a 45 degree angle with the chair propping you up. Yes, exactly. I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, that is great. Absolutely. Oh, God. Okay. All right. It makes my legs hurt. Yeah, it does. My, my knee is like looking numb. at it. <laughs> I think the intention that I would like to set for the week is to really look at, if you choose to, Look at like our perceptions about the penis 
Um, and I know that there may be people on here that have issues that they're healing around penises. Um, but if we're trying to say that as a, as an identifying female, that if I'm trying to say that there's nothing wrong with my vagina, then I have to say that the same about a penis. Mm -hmm. And there are some issues that need to be addressed with it, but they can be addressed easily. It's not like it's going to take medication or anything like that just to clean the penis. It mm -hmm. only happens when the penis, the foreskin has bacteria inside of it. Mm -hmm. So I would really ask people this week, if you choose to, to really explore your hangups around the penis and what is your hangup around circumcision or what is your rationale behind circumcision? And like really like sit in that space of, is it true or is it just something we learned? Mm -hmm. You know, is it historic or is it in my real reality? And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, mm -mm. whichever way you fall. But right. I think it is a really interesting experience to just be like, do I have preconceived notions? Mm -hmm. Like, what are my thoughts about this? Like, what is the deal here? Mm -hmm. um, I also maybe want to add to that just like challenging and exploring what our conceptions of cleanliness versus uncleanliness is mm -hmm. and why do we feel that way and right. are there are there damaging things that we're feeling um or perpetuating from those ideas yeah um so just really sitting with that i guess discomfort of exploring what your preconceived notions about all those things are right yeah exactly because yeah. we we do like we like if we were to step back with and not let go of everything that we were taught about right and wrong and just kind of pick up your own value with it. Mm -hmm. We may not have the same values that we think we have, mm -hmm. or we may, we may have them. We're just like, nope, absolutely. This is not where I land. But a lot of times we go through life and we don't stop to question right. why we believe what we believe. Right. Awesome. So that brings our program today to a close. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and as always, huge, big thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. Um, if you haven't had a chance, go check out the Scavengers Network Patreon. Um, that's patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. Consider even if you just sign up for $2 a month, which is the lowest amount, you get access to all of the bonus content on the Patreon. Um, we will begin releasing at some point full unedited episodes from season one so all of the junk <laughs> that we cut out because we cut these down pretty short but usually they're a lot longer so um the, the full recording is a lot longer so um yeah you'll get um totally un un filtered cool bonus content and your contribution just means a lot because eventually uh you know right now we're making enough money to keep the lights on and keep our stuff hosted on the internet but eventually we could make some more money out of this and if more people you know want to kick in a couple bucks then maybe we could start testing out crazier and crazier sex toys and things like that so um anything anything you can contribute per month helps uh we would love that and um, while you're at it, check out some other great shows on the network like, let's see, FMK All Day, Side Character Quest, I Don't Know Radio, um, Historical Hotties, and so many more. We have tons of shows. There is literally something for everybody. That's all I've got. Uh, again, thanks so much. I've been Morgan Spatola. And I'm Joy Sass. And have a happy, healthy, sexy week. Flying through the sky, hit with an
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 